April 6th, Luke chapter 11, verse 37, through chapter 12, verse 7. As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the ceremonial washing required by Jewish custom. Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are still filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools! Didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So give to the needy what you greedily possess, and you will be clean all over. But how terrible it will be for you Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest part of your income, but you completely forget about justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but you should not leave undone the more important things. How terrible it will be for you Pharisees, for how you love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the respectful greetings from everyone as you walk through the markets. Yes, how terrible it will be for you, for you are like hidden graves in a field, People walk over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. "'Teacher,' said an expert in religious law, "'you have insulted us, too, in what you have just said.' "'Yes,' said Jesus, "'how terrible it will be for you experts in religious law, "'for you crush people beneath impossible religious demands, "'and you never lift a finger to help ease the burden. "'How terrible it will be for you, "'for you build tombs,' for the very prophets your ancestors killed long ago. Murderers! You agree with your ancestors that what they did was right. You would have done the same yourselves. This is what God in His wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, and they will kill some and persecute the others. And you of this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world from the murder of Abel to the murder of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will surely be charged against you. How terrible it will be for you experts in religious law, for you hide the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves, and you prevent others from entering. As Jesus finished speaking, the Pharisees and teachers of religious law were furious. From that time on, they grilled him with many hostile questions, trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and crushing each other. Jesus turned first to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Beware of their hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything will be revealed. All that is secret will be made public. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. Dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill you. They can only kill the body, but they cannot do any more to you. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God, who has the power to kill people and then throw them into hell. What is the price of five sparrows? A couple of pennies? Yet God does not forget a single one of them, and the very hairs on your head 
are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to him than a whole flock of sparrows. Today we're reading Psalm 78, and it's a long one. This long psalm reviews the history of Israel, the exodus, their wilderness journey, the conquest of Canaan, and the disciplines that God sent them there. You know, a nation's true history is a record not only of how the people treated one another, but of how they treated God. But why the long history lesson here? For the sake of the generations to follow. See, the Jews were commanded to teach their children the works and the ways of the Lord, so that each generation would know the Lord and trust Him afresh and anew. And you know, we have the same obligation today. When Israel stopped doing this, the nation forsook the Lord and God had to chasten them. Israel, of course, was a stubborn and rebellious nation, but God was gracious and gave the people opportunities to start again. Now, this is not an excuse for us to sin and tempt God, but it's an encouragement to repent when we do sin. God's answer to Israel's needs was to give them a spiritual leader, David the shepherd. He had both integrity of the heart and ability of the hands, and he sought to serve the Lord and love the flock of Israel. People have not changed. They still rebel against God. There is still a need for faithful instructors, shepherds, if you will, in the home and leaders in the nation. Do all you can to help the next generation serve the Lord acceptably. Good morning, everyone. This is Becca Linton, and I wanted to share with you guys something that has been really encouraging for me uh, recently, but also just in my life as a Christian um, in the times when I'm walking with the Lord and needing encouragement, um, there are songs and hymns that um, Christians have sung for centuries sometimes um, that can be super encouraging to us in our faith. Um, the words are theologically sound. Um, the tunes you know, are memorable and can kind of bind us together as a body. Um, we don't rely on these often anymore because of our new styles of singing. Um, they're more, uh, more contemporary usually. Um, and you know, we don't use hymnals anymore where we have like a kind of a bound together book of these songs that we all know. Um, we have, you know, we use the screens, um, or sometimes printouts, um, things like that, um, just because of um, growth and change in our culture. Um, but man, if you can get a hold of a hymnal, I would encourage you to. Um, they are there's just so much in there. It's kind of like the Book of Psalms for us, um, but it comes from men and women of the faith all the way back to like Martin Luther, um, who have been through incredible tragedy and uh, have come out on the other side and have trusted God as they've walked through that. And so, man, I want us to be those kind of men and women of faith. Not that they were perfect. None of them were. Uh, but man, their stories are incredible of just the things that they overcame. And, and they struggled with doubt and fear and um, bitterness and all of that as well. But the thing is, they struggled and they went back to their Lord to redefine their lives. And so um, the hymns that have kind of survived down through the ages, <clears throat> excuse me, are an example of that. So I want to read one for you today. 
um, and start there and then um, hopefully I'll record a couple others too. So this is uh, may not be super familiar but it's just an old Netherlands folk hymn um, that's been translated um, for us in English. It's called We Gather Together um, and the verse that is referenced is um, Psalm 67 1 which says God be merciful to us and bless us. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He hastens and chastens his will to make known. The wicked oppressing now cease from distressing. Sing praises to his name. He forgets not his own. Beside us to guide us, our God with us joining, ordaining, maintaining his kingdom divine. So from the beginning, the fight we were winning. Thou Lord wast at our side, all glory be thine. We all do extol thee, thou leader triumphant, and pray that thou still our defender wilt be. Let thy congregation escape tribulation. Thy name be ever praised. O Lord, make us free. Amen. <laughs>